my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Speaking of that, in just a few minutes in today's Clark Rageous Moment, I want to talk to you about bills that come in the mail that aren't bills at all. They're just solicitations for junk. And coming up yet later, our veterans, as we approach the Labor Day holiday, our veterans often have a tough transition into the job market. I want to tell you about a new tool available for veterans. If you have a family member who serves in the military who's going to leave to go into civilian life, I want to make sure you know about this tool to help them in the employment sector when they leave military service serving our nation. Well, I have a unique pleasure today on the Clark Howard Show to have one of my brothers with me. My oldest brother, Gary, is with us here on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Gary. Hey, Clark. How are you doing? Great. It's fun to have you on the air because this was a suggestion from a listener who is extremely interested in what you and your wife, Deborah have been doing for the last, is it three years now? Uh, two. Two years. And so you, when you told the family what you and Deborah were going to do, we all thought you were crazy. So let me set the table first, because now two years in, I want you to be able to report what it's actually like doing what you're doing. So you told us you were uh, giving up your apartment, you had a rental house, you were selling it, and that you were selling almost all your possessions and reducing your lives to five suitcases and a small amount of other stuff in a storage unit that's on the east coast of Florida, and that you and your wife were just going to travel the world wherever deals were, and that you were going to live within the budget of what you were paying at the time that she retired. So the, that I talked about it just offhand on the air one day, Gary, and a listener was like, so how's it going? Have they been able to do it? Are they still happy doing it? So give us the report card two years in and how it's worked with your budget. Okay. Well, first of all, it has worked. Second of all, the thing we didn't expect was that we'd get tired. So part of the problem is I'm an old man, as you mentioned on the introduction, thank you. I'm your older brother, but I'm, I'm old enough that I'm now starting to get tired. So we're now taking a breather just because we, we kind of ran out of gas. But other than that, it's worked great. The budget part, though, has been a lot less trouble than I thought it would be. Uh, we've been able to stay on average for about $100 a night which is what we were spending on our apartment, uh, our one-bedroom apartment in Washington, D.C. We're eating um, on the same amount we used to spend eating there. Travel has gotten so reasonable if you can do it on your schedule instead of somebody else's that uh, the travel has not been a budget buster. And I've been tracking the expenses, and we are staying on budget. So you're spending, with food and everything else, you're spending about 
on level with what you were spending living in the Maryland suburbs of Washington, D.C. Yeah, almost exactly. And, and not, without even without being manic or, or compulsive about making sure this this expense doesn't go over a certain amount, just sort of keeping a feel for how we're doing on a, an ongoing basis. So sometimes we'll spend more, other times we'll spend less. But in the end, it, it winds up being incredibly close to what we were spending on an annual basis. And if I recall, neither of you had at the time each of you retired, had any meaningful or substantial pension you were going to be able to draw on. Correct. So we had saved money. We knew we were going to need money to retire on. We both worked for ourselves most of our lives. And so we, you know, we did uh, continuously save money and invest it over the years. And and we knew we would have to live on that. So... Uh, in terms of taking a breather, a timeout, it's not a normal person's timeout. You were living uh, in Park City, Utah, in a resort area, but it's off-season. Do you mind sharing what you're paying for a three-bedroom condo right at one well, of the chairlifts, a, what it costs off-season? Yeah, this is a townhouse. It's three bedrooms, two and a half baths, and it's nineteen fifty a month plus utilities. And during the season, it's that much maybe oh. per weekend. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah, I think in I think high weeks they get half of that a night. Okay, a little more than half of that a night. So you have been able to use the calendar for where you go and generating savings from that. And you've also been really opportunistic about where you've grabbed deals to. Can you share where you have gone around the United States, where you've gone in the world over this time? I, I, I wish you'd given me warning about that. We let's see. Japan we've been to Las Vegas to do three this? times. Yeah, you did Japan, um, we did Italy. Japan, yeah, Italy. Sicily. We did Italy for nine weeks. That was that was the highlight of the two years. Nine weeks, we, we traveled 3,500 miles by car. Uh, we, we took planes, trains, in addition to that. Italy was just a, a lifetime adventure. Um, Japan was, was great, too. That was three weeks. Uh, we took a cruise to the Baltic. Um, we took a cruise to the Caribbean. We took a cruise. We took two more cruises. We took a cruise from Quebec City down to... Fort Lauderdale, and then a, a two-week round trip in the Caribbean. So we've done a we've had a real mix of cruises, and again, as you mentioned before, doing them off season uh, and doing them on your schedule. On can I give a can I mention a website? You mention whatever you want. Okay, Vacations to Go website is a great, uh, I guess, reseller that has a last minute deals ticker a 90 day ticker and the cruises wind up being something like oh you know 25 to 40 percent of list price um but it's been it's been more hectic than uh i thought it would be uh i think we stayed in 50 we went through 50 different cities and stayed in 22 different places in italy alone so uh, you know, 22 places ought to be a year, <laughs> but it turned out to be nine weeks. So that's why we needed time here in Park City. 
So as you look forward, do you have a sense, are you going to pick up the pace? Are you going to go somewhere else in the world? Like, where do you want to go back to that you've been to at some okay. point in your life? Well, actually, it's a place we went this summer. We went to Ireland two times, uh, just for four days each. And we want to go back there for a couple of months, do Ireland, Scotland, Wales for two or three months. Um, I'm not doing a lot of driving there because the, the driving in Ireland was more challenging than, than I was prepared for. Uh, but we'll, we figured out on the second trip to Ireland how to do it without a car. So we're going to do it with a blend. Oh, I, I forgot to mention, we don't have a car either. So we rent cars when we need them, um, and we use a lot of public transportation. So you've been able you've been able to do buses. something, Gary, that people you know people uh, daydream about. You know, I just want to go see the world, and you've been able to do it at uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but based on what you've said, at pretty much what the same cost would have been for your life if you just lived stationary and had a home or rented someplace. Correct, yeah. Um, and, and a lot of it has to do with the uh, uh, things like Airbnb. Uh, the, the, all the Internet information that gives you pricing information that's changed the car buying business so much has also changed the travel business. Uh, you put me on to Scott's cheap fares. Um, Scott's cheap so, flights, close. Cheap flights. So, so we've we traveled from Los Angeles to Tokyo round trip for around I think it was three seventy U.S. each, and we traveled from New York to Milan round trip for around three ninety each, and and we have actually at times in the last five years we paid three ninety to fly in the United States one way for an hour and a half. So that gives you a, a sort of a sense of what kind of deals are available if you can do it on your schedule. So uh, without giving away too much numbers, you're 72. <sighs> no, 71. 71. 72 in January. <laughs> yeah. See, not too many numbers. Anyway, so you are at a point where doctors kind of have you on a first-name basis. Uh -oh. Well, so, that's that's one of our that's our real scheduling. We schedule around doctors. So I have a doctor in Maryland who who caught my melanoma a few years ago. I'm going to go back to her every time I need to see somebody for for dermatology. Uh, we found dentists we like in Maryland. Uh, and we've got doctors in Phoenix. So we tend to we tend to sort of make our uh, uh, leisure travel work around our doctor travel so that's just part of the game and you've been able yeah. that's the one area for a lot of people that would make them feel they couldn't do what you and deborah have done but you've been able to make the whole doctor thing fit in there with all your hey there's a deal to so-and-so i gotta buy it today yeah right right and and recognizing that that is the priority that that uh, getting to the doctor and getting to the dentist, and, and by the way, at 71, the dentist is, is way more important than he, than he or she used to be back in the day. Uh, but getting to doctors and dentists is the priority. And then, but that leaves us, you know, three months usually in between visits. And sometimes like we're going next week to doctors and dentists, and we're going to use the trip back east to make to do some leisure travel too um, 
Well, and, uh, well I think you should be blogging about this. You know, I started to prepare a blog and I realized I was too lazy. Um, I could blo- <laughs> I could blog on my schedule, but people would forget I existed. But when I, you were I'm, when you were fighting in Vietnam, you used to record cassette tapes and send those yes. back stateside. You like talking more than you like writing. I, Why don't you yeah. just just uh, do, do an audio blog. guide, audio or video blog? I could do that. Um, again, laziness is a problem. Uh, well, I mean, this know, I, is the time of your life where you're just supposed to have fun. But people, Gary, they want to know. They want to know, could this work for them? Can they really make it happen? Okay. If I, what would really, I guess what would change it is if I didn't have to come up with the idea every day, if I was answering questions. And so if it could be set up so that people ask questions and I turn those into blog entries, I'd probably have more energy to do it. All right. Well, we'll see if we come up with a business model for you, but mainly you should just be having fun. No business. No no business. Because that winds up then being an obligation. I'll do it. I'll do it for free. Okay. But, okay. All right. Well, well, y'all. Just like you, Clark. Right. (laughs) See, you keep having fun. The question, though, that everybody in the family wants to know, how many more years do you have in you to live just out of a suitcase with no permanent address. Well, when we started it, I thought 75 was the outer limit. I just went to the gym again this morning, and I've changed my workout routine, but I don't lift anything over 60 pounds because I figure the only actual work I have to do is lift suitcases, and when I get too weak to lift suitcases, then everything will change. But as it stands now, I can lift suitcases and... uh, do everything I need to do. All right. Well, thank you for sharing, and it's cool to have my brother on. Yeah, so what do I get paid for this? You get nothing. <laughs> other than other than people you went to high school or college with are going to say, hey, I heard Gary on the air. Yeah, I guess that's all you get, Gary. Today's Clark Rageous moment is a special warning for you, and it generally shows up in your mailbox. Rip-offs. Outrages. It's a Clark Regis moment. So you get something in the mail, and if you haven't gotten one, I don't know how you haven't. You get something in the mail talking about your bill being due for what turns out to be not a bill at all. It is a solicitation to sell you a piece of garbage pretend extended service contract on your vehicle they don't know what vehicle you own usually they don't know anything about it whatever it's all about trying to get you to call and this particular one although i do get some at my home that know what model car it is they're trying to solicit me for this one has a scare sheet that shows how much various repairs cost on vehicles and how any of these could destroy my budget and that I just need to buy this thing. And some of them come with an already stated price. Others you call and you're talking to a hard sell kind of person. So I want to make sure you know this. When you should buy an extended service contract from one of these solicitations that come in your mailbox is 
the middle Tuesday of never, 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 not ever. These things are scuzzoid offers. They are not legitimate coverage for your vehicle. The companies are generally not going to honor the terms and conditions of what you paid money for. And if you ever do feel tempted to buy an extension of the manufacturer's warranty on your vehicle, you only should ever buy those from the manufacturer of your vehicle itself. No one else, nowhere else from the manufacturer. They're the ones you want standing behind the vehicle you are driving. It's my pleasure to have you here with us on the Clark Howard Show where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. So I had the privilege earlier in my life to be a civilian employee with the Air Force. I have had another privilege in my life for the last 17 years to be a member of my state guard. And I am so grateful to the men and women who serve or have served in the U.S. military. I come from a family where the tradition is to serve in the military. And we today have a lot of people who serve in the military for longer hitches than were true in prior eras, where a lot of people would serve typically for three or four years and then they'd go back to civilian life. Today, it's much more common that someone may serve 8, 12, 15, or 20 or more years. 20 has always been a significant number because historically, that was when you could qualify for a military pension. And so people, while others are in civilian life, developing a resume based on that, people in the military, it's a separate culture It's a separate kind of organization. And one thing that military personnel have trouble with when they leave service is transitioning into a job using the skills that they've had prior to use those skills seeking a job in the private sector. And this has been a problem for as long as I could remember. Google has come up with a new specialized search called Jobs for Veterans. And it's available as of today, I think. No, it went live yesterday. And this allows for military personnel or their families to specifically search for jobs based on the job codes they've had in the military. You know, everything in the military is a series of initials, and those initials equal some specialized skill area that does have, in many cases, civilian equivalents that may not occur to somebody who's been serving in the military. So with this new thing, Google is trying to help with that transition and show gratitude to people who've served in the military. Again, the initiative is called Jobs for Veterans, and when you do a Google search, do a search that way, and then the uh, individual trying to find what would be 
a good path to go down does the search based on uh, military job classification. And we'll see over time how well Google has nailed this. You know, with Google's algorithms, they tend to get better over time and become more helpful. So I don't know if at, at the very beginning, if it will be a hit or a miss for you, but isn't it great that somebody is out there trying to help with that transition from military to civilian? And let me express again how grateful I am to you if you have served or do serve. Lori is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Lori. Hi, Clark. Lori, you want to talk about shopping? <laughs> yes, I do. I have a teenage daughter and... Um... Well, recently teenage, and she wants to go clothes shopping in the mall. So we went to the mall, and you, you said, uh, there, "Wait, wait, wait! This is a family show, and there are certain <laughs> words that are cuss words mm-hmm. we don't use on this show. One of them is annuities, and you used another one, mall, because mm-hmm. as you saw in the mall, the prices are obscene." They are. They're so expensive. And I remember you talked one day on your show. You said your daughter gets some really nice, and I don't know if it's name brand clothing or just as good of quality as name brand clothing on some websites, but I, I couldn't remember what website. Well, actually, I was talking about a store chain. It's called oh. Plato's Closet. Have you heard of Plato's okay. Closet? Yes. Have you ever taken your daughter there? No. Try Plato's Closet, because Plato's Closet has, uh, their whole thing is about curating the clothes that they allow in their buildings to be the clothes that they know teenagers are really interested in at this time. Very heavy emphasis for girls, less for boys, but very heavy Mm -hmm. emphasis on having the latest fashion that girls want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you remember talking at all about a website? Because I remember something in the back of my mind where you said your daughter had to kind of um, tr- uh, try around with the sizing to make sure the sizing. Was oh, oh, we're talking about time. Wish. You're talking about Wish, which is which does sell some clothing, but sells pretty much every possible item you could think of at prices mm-hmm. that are so cheap it seems impossible. Wish is a right. seller of goods from China. Mm-hmm. And uh, my daughter buys also from AliExpress, which is another Chinese seller. I think that was the one I remembered, AliExpress. Mm-hmm. So with AliExpress and with Wish, you wait um, from what can be a few weeks to several weeks for the merchandise to show up. Mm-hmm. So if your daughter wants something stat for school, you know she wants mm-hmm. it like yesterday, right. Wish and AliExpress, they're not going to get it done for her. Okay. But if she has a little bit of patience, it is a way that you can save a lot of money. One thing that I think I mentioned before with sizing, if you order right. clothing, particularly from Wish, um, the sizing is like I ordered a 5XL winter jacket on Wish for me, Mm -hmm. and it Mm -hmm. was too small for me. 
and wow. I'm and I'm an average size man. Five <laughs> XL was too small. So, so whatever size you think you're going to need, some of the some of the items now on Wish because of the complaints about the sizing mm-hmm. issue now have a guide to try to help you translate the the sizing that they put on the garment in China with the sizing mm-hmm. that would equi- be equivalent to what we would have in the United States. Okay. Awesome. But well, the, I will the, check out those things. The prices on on Wish in particular, you're going to be rubbing your eyes like, I'm not reading that right, am I? It can't really be that price. They're that yeah, cheap. Well, yeah, anything to save money because, I mean, the prices at the mall, they're just outrageous. Yeah, well, I mean, there are lots of options between the mall and <laughs> buying stuff from these Chinese websites. <laughs> <laughs> and and if you've not done the Plato's Closet visit, I suggest that if you have one near you. We do, so we will check that out. Okay. Best of luck. Thank you. Sure. And Mike is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Mike. Hi, Clark. Thanks a lot for taking my call today. Certainly, Mike. How can I be of service to you? Well, we've got a uh, trip to Europe. We're going to go to... Uh, Italy, we're going to fly to Italy, spend a few days down in southern Italy, and then go back to Rome and take a cruise around northern uh, Mediterranean. And I don't want to take a lot of cash. Uh, Rick Steves even got, uh, I think he got uh, robbed or pickpocketed. So I don't. Yeah, want to all of us have. I, I got hit in Madrid by uh, yeah. two violent criminals, and like an idiot, I went after them, and I got my wallet back. And uh, many listeners were extremely upset with me that I would do something that stupid because I could have been dead on the on the street in Madrid. So it's best sure. if you do get hit, it's best just to let them have whatever it is they want. Yeah. Well, what I'm looking at is uh, the ATMs. Everything I read, it looks like hey, ATMs are the best way to go. Um, and I have uh, I deal with two banks, and I'm getting mixed information one says it's a five dollars flat fee and that's it the other one says it's a five dollar fee plus three percent of the amount that you withdraw oh it's got to be one of the giant monster megas because only they double dip into your wallet like that when you're overseas is it one of the giant four giant monster mega banks that wants five dollars plus three percent one of them is yes. Yeah. So um, let me let me tell you about this. There are a lot of places now that will allow you ATM withdrawals outside the United States at no cost at all. And That's so good. it's another one of those signals that you really, at your peril, do business with one of the giant monster mega banks because every way they can, they're going to pick your pocket. You're worried about. The crooks in Italy, you got to worry about the crooks at the bank getting in your pocket like that. So do you happen to do uh, any business with Charles Schwab? No, not any longer. I did years ago. Okay. The reason I always go to that as my first go-to is they have an ATM card, if you have an account with them, that's unlimited free withdrawals here and around the world. It's the best deal anybody's got going. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of 
Uh, are you a member of a credit union? No. Okay. Um, how about you could open an account with an online bank? Like, for example, you might consider somebody like Capital One 360. Okay. And they, I don't know if you're familiar with the online banks, but you just go you just go to their website. Uh, you can look at Ally. You can look at Capital One 360. Any of those, you can open an account with not a, I mean, there's no minimums. You can put in the money you're going to need on the trip. They pay decent interest on your money, which the giant monster megas don't. They pay basically nothing. And then you'll be able to do uh, the fee-free withdrawals, at least a certain number per month free, traveling outside the U.S. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And then while you're at it, while you're at it, really think about continuing to do your banking with one of the giant monster megas because they're not your friend. I know. <laughs> I think it's a, some of that's just convenience factor, but uh, I think I need to, to revisit that. Right. You don't want to make it too convenient for the crooks. Okay. Speaking yeah. of which, <laughs> I'm not talking about the banks here. When you're traveling in Italy, travel yes. with a pouch that you wear around your neck. You can go to Target and buy one for like eight bucks or yeah, buy one online. One. And so have your important stuff with these pouches as a guy. You, you, it straps around your neck and the pouch kind of tucks into your pants. It's going to okay. take a really desperate criminal to get to it then. Good. And your yeah. passport put in your hotel safe. Have a photocopy of it on your phone. You know, just take a picture of the key pages, two pages in your passport. Because you don't want your passport on your person. Because that's actually the things that can be stolen from you by a pickpocket. Your passport's the one that's the biggest hassle. Okay. And always leave. What I like for you to do is in your pocket, have, uh, have a small amount of euros and one cart. And the rest of what you have, have in your pouch, so that if you do get hit by somebody, the damage they cause to you is minimal, not major. And having well, said all that, I mean, Italy, there are people who do get pickpocketed in Italy. There are people who get pickpocketed all over the world. But as long as you take those precautions, the chance that something happens to you are very, very low. And you're going to a place where you're going to have unlimited fun. So I hope you have a great, great trip. Well, I certainly thank you. It's, uh, you've given me uh, some good direction here, and I have time to take care of it. Well, best to you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Bobby's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Bobby. How are you today? I am wonderful, Clark. I hope you are. I am, thank you. You got a question for me about something crazy I said on the air that people have been very upset with me about, and it's not the kind of thing I'd expect people to be upset with me about, when I set the thermostat on in our house in the summer. Oh, uh, let me tell you, a man can be happy or he can be right. Now, I've tried your 78, and it didn't work, but I've been on 76 all summer. So I I made you sweat too much at 78, but it's okay at 76. 76, is, and, I, and nobody's touched the thermostat since that uh, show aired on what you put your thermostat on. But I, I fudged, I've got... I, I'm fudging by two degrees. Well, that's okay. So let me tell you, we don't sleep with the thermostat on 78. You know, people sleep better when the house is cool. So we have Nest thermostats in our home, which are those computer-controlled thermostats that I have the app on my phone, and, and I'm able to look at them and change them or whatever. And they know when you're not there, and it's amazing. They save a lot of money for you. And so we sleep at 73 degrees, but then at 6 in the morning, it goes to the 78-degree setting and stays there till 9.45 at night. Well, we have a windmaker, small windmaker fan in the bedroom, and it suffices for the other degrees. It keeps it uh, the cool air stirred, so... We, we were in good shape there, but I have, I asked about your gas hot water heater. I have a, a, a laser thermometer, and I've got my water down now. It's heating to 112 degrees. You don't have to mix that cold water with it to get it to the temperature you want if the temperature is already at a good showerable degree. Right, and a lot of people have their water heaters at way too high a temperature. I guess it's 140, maybe? Well, it's scalding. You can't take a shower in it when it's set up high. Yeah, and so... You have to cool the water down with with a valve. Right, so, and dishwashers, you know, people have asked about, well, what do you do about your dishwasher if you keep the water heater at a lower temperature that your dishes aren't going to be sanitary, but a lot of the most modern dishwashers have their own heating element in them. And so you don't have to worry about the water not being hot enough for the dishes. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks so much for listening today. You know, there's a giant team behind bringing you everything we do at Team Clark. Our podcast and radio show are produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. My TV producer is Leah Dunn. Clark.com's made possible thanks to Krista DiBiaz, James DeGal, John Cress, Theo Timu, Michael Timmerman, Craig Johnson, Beth Marchinko, and Clara Bassanetto. ClarkDeals.com, where you can find the best deals from around the web, is produced by Karis Brown, Laura Sayers, Sarah Jordan, and Damon Marley. You can sign up for our newsletters at Clark.com thanks to Sally McDonald and our social media gurus are Chelsea Glass and Nicole Carroll. 
Our Off-Air Advice Center is run by Lori Silverman, Sarah Mobley, and Sue Gatliff, and their team's available to serve you over 40 hours each week at 404-892-8227, and this is a free service of Team Clark. Thanks for listening. Till next time.